We're going to go to the Word. Hallelujah. God's Word is what we build all of our actions upon. And we don't want to build on anything that is like sand. We want to build on the solid rock. Hallelujah. So if you will open your books, uh, Bibles to John, John chapter 16. John chapter 16, we will start reading with verse 19. Now I want you to remember a very real part of prayer is letting God speak to you. And how does God speak to you? He speaks through his word. He speaks through his, uh, the inner voice. He speaks through other people. We need to uh, be, uh, he speaks through situations. We need to be, uh, have our ears attuned to the, uh, what the Spirit's saying. God is going to speak to us through this scripture this morning. So let's stand and let's listen to the, what God has to say this morning. Now Jesus knew that they desired to ask him, and he said to them, Are you inquiring among yourselves about what I said a little while, and you will see, see me, uh, not see me, and again a little while, and you will see me? Assuredly, I say to you that you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice, and you will be sorrowful but your sorrow will turn into joy. A woman, when she is in labor, has sorrow because her hour has come. But as soon as she has given birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. Therefore, you now have sorrow, but I will see you again and your heart will rejoice, and your joy no one will take from you. And in that day you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive that your joy may be full. Father, bless your word. Father, make this word real to our hearts. May the anointing of the Holy Spirit just permeate this place this morning. May it be upon our hearts, upon our ears, May the Holy Spirit be upon this pastor that the words that come forth would edify the body of Christ. For we ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone said, you may be seated. <clears throat> I've chosen for my verse, uh, my text this morning, the 24th verse. It says, until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, 
and you will receive that your joy may be full. <clears throat> this verse just is in superabundance. It shows how great the divine grace really is. Our God is desirous that we have complete happiness. He wants us to have the fullness of his love and grace. I want you to note something here. In chapter 17 and verse 13, he says, But now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have joyful, uh, joy fulfilled in themselves. He wants his he's about to depart the world at this point, and he wants his disciples to be joy-filled. He wants them to have joy in themselves. And then if you go back to ver uh, chapter 15 and verse 11, <clears throat> It says, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. I just get the idea as I look at these chapters that God wants us to be so filled with the joy of the Holy Spirit. He wants us to just be bubbling over with the fullness of the Spirit. God. Now, as we look at this verse here, verse 24, let's remember he's speaking these things that our joy may be full, that we may have joy in our hearts, that we may have the abundant life. Amen? Okay, keep that in mind and Let's look at the rationalization here of this verse. It says, until now, you have asked nothing in my name. We've asked so little. Instead of much of God's divine goodness, instead of asking that he would give us the fullness of this joy, We've been satisfied with little. I want all the joy that God has for me. I want you to be filled with joy. I want this town to know the joy of the Holy Ghost. Amen? He said, you've asked for little. Dare to ask for much. He wants, us, he wants to bestow all good things upon us. And yet we ask seldom instead of often. He tells us in his word, he says, continue in prayer. Pray without ceasing. In everything, by prayer and supplications, let your requests be made known unto God. The, the scriptures are full of God 
telling people, ask me. Ask, knock, and the door shall be opened. God wants people to pray. He wants us to get on our knees. He wants us to, to, to experience the joy that comes when, when the fullness of God comes into our life and we have what we need. I know immediately everybody's mind runs to the material thing. But there's something so much more important than material things. Hallelujah. And then we ask in doubt instead of in faith. He says, be not faithless. Believe. Believe. And yet most of our prayers are so faithless. We ask not really thinking that we're going to have it. We're, we're like the Christians at John Mark's house. Peter gets let out of prison and he, and he comes, comes to the gate and Rhoda comes to the gate and she says, who is it? And he says, oh, it's Peter. I'm out of prison. I want to come in. And they're in there holding a prayer meeting and, they, and she goes in and tells them. She leaves Peter standing out there and says, Peter's out at the gate. And they said, you're crazy. That's exactly what they told her. That's the kind of prayers we pray. We don't expect answers. Well, I want to tell you something. God answers prayer. Hallelujah. James 1 and verse 6 and 7. <clears throat> it's very important you look at it. It says, but let him ask in faith with no doubting, no doubting. For he who doubts is like the waves of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. And here it is. Let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. You see, you've got to ask in faith. You've got to believe. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 22. He tells them here, let us draw near with a true heart. A true heart is not one, a true heart is one that is fixed. A true heart is one that, that uh, is not always changing. A true heart is one that believes God. He told Moses you, that he, uh, he had a heart, uh, he said about uh, David, he had a heart after God. David was not always changing. Then it says, in fullness, in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from the evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. We're to draw near in full assurance that what we desire we're going to get. God wants to give us joy, joy unspeakable and full of glory. He has so much to give us, and yet we ask for so little. 
James over in James 4 and 7, or 4 and 2 says, you have not because you ask not, and because you ask amiss. We have not just because we ask not. Why don't we ask? Because we'd rather take care of it ourselves. It's too much problem to, to maintain a, a right relationship with God when it should be the easiest thing in the world. Andrew Murray, in the book that we've passed out for the uh, week of prayer, The Believer's Prayer Life, on page 19, says, What a reproach it is to God. The holy and most gracious God invites us to come to him, to converse with him, to ask him for things we need, to experience the depth of blessings there in fellowship with him. And then he goes on to say, what use do we make of this heavenly privilege? It's a reproach to God. We, we, be, we belittle God when we don't exercise our privilege of prayer. Next, let's look at our text and, and look at the directions that he gives. One word. Ask. Ask. That your joy might be full. Ask. How many of you don't have that same joy you had when you first come to the Lord? Come on now. But you can. It can be continuous. He said, I want your joy to be full. I want you to have the joy in yourself. And what we need to do is we need to ask. First thing I notice about this is that our desires have to be expressed. It's not good enough to think it. You've got to ask. You've got to verbalize it. And it doesn't make sense to me. We're king's kids, and we live like paupers. We have infinite power at our... To, uh, for us to have. And we have so little of it. The church is weak when it should be strong. You know, a lot of times we'd rather complain than ask God. If we spent half as many words talking to God as we did complaining, just think of the joy we'd have. Glory to God. God loves to hear prayers. And he's near to them that call upon his name. Hallelujah.
But our desires have to be put into words. They've got to be put into words. Secondly, our prayers must be in Christ's name. He says, hitherto you've asked nothing in my name. Now we pray to the Father and we ask it in Jesus' name. We pray to the Father through the Spirit asking in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. He's the only mediator between heaven and earth. That's what it tells us over in 1 Timothy 2 and 5. That means that I can't pray through somebody else. I've got to pray through Jesus. It's in Jesus' name. That's where the power is. In the name of Jesus, pray the Father. Father, in Jesus' name, make this truth known. Amen. Hallelujah. The only thing that we can come pleading at the throne of grace is Jesus. He is my righteousness. He is forgiveness. He is sanctification. He's justification. He's everything. I plead the blood of Jesus. For Christ's sake, Father, would you reveal this to your people? Hallelujah. He's the only intercessor between God and man. He's our only hope. Colossians 3.17 says, Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of Jesus. Do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. That means if you're, if you're uh, speaking something, speak as though you were doing it for Jesus. Well, I'm telling you, that ought to change some language, hasn't it? You're speaking for Jesus. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. That means when I'm working down here driving bus, I'm doing it for Jesus. And Jesus ought to be seen sitting at that wheel. Hallelujah. I'm going to school, then I ought to be a student that glorifies Jesus Christ. They ought to see there's something different about this student. Hallelujah. Thirdly, we must ask largely for abundance of blessing. He says... Hitherto, you've asked nothing. You've asked little. You've asked, you know, you really haven't asked a lot. I want you to ask largely. You see, we belittle God because the way we ask shows what we think of God. And our God is, 
How would people think of our God if they could hear some of our prayers? I mean, he, he's too small. God can't provide. God can't heal. You see, God can do anything. Anything. With God, all things are possible. There is nothing impossible with God. And we need to, to look at God as all-powerful, almighty, and realize that he owns all the cattle on a thousand hills and all the gold and the silver is his. And all you got to do is ask. And, you know, we, we see him as someone that wants to punish. He didn't want to punish. He said he wanted your joy to be full. So why should he withhold? He's already given you the best. Hallelujah. We act like God's bankrupt. Really? Well, I'm going to tell you, he's got an infinite supply. And what he's done for others, he'll do for you. He desires to bless you. Hallelujah. So how should we ask? Number one, at all times. Anytime's the right time to ask God. Whether you're on the street, in the classroom, at work, in the marketplace, you don't have to be up around an altar to ask God. All you got to do is ask Him anytime. Hallelujah. In the morning, at noon, at night, time of day doesn't make any difference. Hallelujah. Be instant in prayer, in season and out of season. You need to be prayer warriors. I need to be a prayer warrior. Anytime's the right time. Secondly, we ask for all sorts of blessings. Temporal blessings, spiritual blessings, eternal blessings, blessings for other people. Huh? Anything that the Spirit brings to your mind when you're on your knees, pray about it. You know, prayer is really receiving from God and then praying it back to him. Do you understand that? Prayer is receiving from God what's on the heart of God and then praying it back. That's why you can't sit down and make a list. When you pray, say, you can't do that. Prayer books aren't any good. I'm sorry, prayer books aren't any good. They aren't any good. You got to pray from your heart. You got to pray what the Spirit puts in you. Let it flow. And if you haven't experienced this kind of a relationship in prayer, stay on your knees till you do. Well, I remember the first night it happened to me. I couldn't stop talking all night long. 
because I realized that I didn't have to speak way out there somewhere. I had God in my heart. I had Jesus in my heart. And all I had to do was talk to him. He's my friend. He's a step closer than a brother. He is in me. He's there. And I, I'm just talking to him just the way some of you girls babble when you get together. Ask for abundance of blessings. I want everything God's got for me. Why, why should I go around in rags when, when, I can, when I can go around in a suit? Why should I be sick when I can be healthy? Why should I feel bad when I can have the fullness of joy? Hey, I'm not pre preaching the prosperity gospel, but there is prosperity in Jesus Christ. You can have everything that God's got because he has given it to you in Jesus Christ. He'll give you whatsoever you need. I didn't say everything for greed. I said everything you need. And then you need to Pray with all sorts of prayers. Public prayers, private prayers, family prayers, husband and wives praying together, prayer partners praying together. Prayers should be the mark of a Christian. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, last thing. Let's look at the promise, because I'm running over time. Is that all right with you, though? All right. Because this is good stuff here. He says, ask and you might receive. It says, will. You will receive. Not you, you, you could receive. You will. Isn't that something? You will receive, and then he gives you the reason why you're going to receive. What's the reason? That you can have the fullness of joy. God wants us to be overjoyed. Aren't your kids overjoyed when, when, when they ask for something? You say, yeah, and you give it to them. Oh, boy, they're happy then. But when, when you say no, then what? They begin to pout. We're the same way with Father. He said, you will receive. Let us consider a few things uh, on this. I have four of them I want to give to you. First of all, I want you to consider the divine ability. When you think about the fact that God said, I will give you, and he, his divine ability to supply it. I mean, we're not talking to some God made out of stone. We're talking to a living God. A God who said, to, world be, and there it was. He's all-powerful. He's all-knowing. I mean, our God is infinite. And it's nothing to him to speak a nation into existence. Surely he can, he can speak a word and abortion will stop. Amen? He tore down the Berlin Wall, didn't he? 
The old iron curtain that no one thought would ever come down is coming down. I think it's because God's people have been praying. Hallelujah. It says in the Bible that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above anything that we might think or ask. I mean, my mind can't even fathom what God wants to do for me. In fact, I want you to look at 1 Corinthians 2.9 uh, real quickly. You might want to mark that one in your Bible because it's neat. 1 Corinthians 2.9. Mine, mine's already in bigger print. It says, I has not seen nor ear heard nor has have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. You haven't even... Think of, think of the most beautiful thing you can think of and you haven't even scratched the surface. That's why John ran out of words trying to describe heaven. He had to go to pictorial-type language, streets of gold and stuff, and try to put it down on our level. It's so beautiful in heaven, you haven't even got it. You haven't got the capability to, to really fathom it. Hallelujah. So he's got ability to give you everything you need. Secondly, I want you to think of, about the divine grace when you go to prayer. Hallelujah. He loves us. Not he's going to love us. He loves us. He loved just while you were still sinners. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Amen? In other words, he gave us Christ and salvation while we were still sinners. What is he going to do for us now that we've been saved? Woo! He's going to open up the windows of heaven, right? Hallelujah. He delights in mercy. That's what the Bible tells us. He delights in mercy. You need mercy? Mercy, Lord. Mercy. Hallelujah. Look at Romans 8.32. Romans 8.32 He who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us for all, us all that's everyone here how shall he not with him also freely give us a few things? All, all things! All things! All things! All things! Everything we need in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Because he wants to. Because it's unmerited favor. You can't deserve it anyway, so don't try. No, that's not right, is it? We try because we love him. Not because of what we're going to receive. Because he's going to give us the fullness of joy if we're just asking. You don't receive on your merits, you receive on the merits of Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, thirdly, I want you to think about the divine dealings with other people. I, I want to ask you a question. When, di when did God 
ever refuse to give what was needed as you look through Scripture? Was it with Abraham, Isaac, Jacob? Was it uh, with David? Moses, Elijah, the woman with the issue of blood. If you can tell me, where did he ever fail to answer prayer in the past? He never has, and he never will. Hallelujah. Look at your own experience. Where has God failed you? I want some testimonies here now. Stand up and tell me where God failed you. If God failed you, it's because you didn't ask or you asked amiss. Amen? God wants you to have fullness of joy. And he says, won't you ask? Just ask me. And so what we're going to do this week is we're going to bombard heaven. And we're going to ask. And how many think we're going to receive? Oh, hallelujah. Come next week, we're going to be the most joyous people you ever saw. Because we're going to, we're going to, we're going to come in, and we're not going to start by seeking things. We're going to come in seeking God. This church is going to be open every night from 7 to 8. We're going to keep the building heated, the, the sanctuary and the foyer. We'll turn it off upstairs and downstairs. But I want you to come in. It's open from 7 to 8. If you can't come in until 7.30, come in at 7.30. But come in and spend some time seeking God. And God will bring this fullness of joy. And that joy is just going to bubble up within you and people are going to begin to see it and things are going to begin to happen. How many believe that? All right. I'm going to ask George to close with a word of prayer. Hallelujah.